Hello, this is uh, Steve Kaufman here. Um, I, uh, Steve Kaufman, the founder of Link, and uh, over at my blog, The Linguist on Language, I've had a very interesting exchange. Uh, it began with an interview that I posted as a podcast, an interview with uh, Benny the Irish Polyglot, and that generated more back and forth than just about anything I've ever done on my blog, so there was a lot of interest. And I think there was interest because Benny and I, while we agree on many things, we do disagree on certain things with regard to language learning. Benny the Irish Polyglot, and you can see references on my blog, and you can go to his blog to learn more about what he does. But he is someone who is very much committed to traveling the world, to uh, you know, live two or three months in different countries. And his view is that the best way to learn a language is to go to the country for two months or three months, after which you can learn, you can achieve what he calls, you can speak the language pretty well, he says. Uh, not very clear. He doesn't really define what pretty well is, although you can ask him. Um, and he claims that, that uh, somehow this method is uniquely effective, that other methods, and he particularly seems not to appreciate an input-based approach to learning, which he occasionally calls not human. Um, so, uh, you know, and we had lots of exchange on this thing, so I'd like to talk a bit more about it. And it's also, of course, having had that exchange gives me an opportunity to think about different approaches to language learning. And so I, I kind of want to get at what I think is, is my view on all of this uh, after having that, had that exchange. Uh, I, I firmly believe, and the more I think about it, I think the words of wisdom from that lady whose name I can't remember at the University of San Diego who said, there are three things in language learning, the attitude of the learner, the time you have with the language, and your ability to notice what's happening in the language. Those are the three big factors. No matter how often I talk about language learning up and down and I push Link and Benny pushes his system and somebody else pushes someone other, some other system, some people like Rosetta Stone, it still boils down to those three elements, your attitude, the time, and your ability to notice or things that you can do that can help you notice. So obviously, I think Benny and I agree on attitude. You've got to be positive. You've got to feel you can do it. Um, where we disagree is how you should spend your time. And this is where we come to this issue of speaking. He believes that from the first day that you start into a language, or as soon as possible, you should get yourself over to where they speak that language and start speaking it. My view is that whether you do that or not doesn't matter. I'm not saying that it's a, an ineffective way I think as Katie on, on one of her comments to, my, to the discussion said, people have been learning languages that way for thousands of years. Sure they have. But when they speak, when you speak to someone in a different language, even at the very early, and particularly at the early stages, mostly you're listening. And so I remain convinced, particularly after, after having heard uh, Benny and also having had a chat with Megan, who's another learner. She has a slightly different approach. She has the radio going in the background all the time. Uh, that listening is the key. And I would add that I think reading is a form of listening. Uh, because when you are learning a language, until you get very good in the language, when you read, you're vocalizing. So you are, you are connecting to the sounds of the language. 
you may be vocalizing them slightly incorrectly, but, but, uh, but the writing is in a way a recording of something that would otherwise have been said because speech begins with speaking and therefore with listening. And until they had tape recorders or, uh, you know, MP3 players, we recorded things by writing it down. So it is also a record, a recording of speech. It's a form of listening. You have to get the language in you. And if you are so inclined or if you happen to live in the country where the language is spoken and if you have friends that tolerate you coming along and occasionally bumbling something in their language, um, then by all means speak. But the main activity is listening. And, and I went back to my book and my experiences in Japan where I did a lot of listening to tapes and reading. But I had a person by the name of Nick Yazaki, who was my assistant at the Canadian Embassy. And he was just extremely patient and extremely friendly. And he was extremely long-winded. And so if I said something to him, I got 10 minutes back of explanations. And that, again, was listening. So, uh, and I know that in Japan and in many places, people like to say, I just like to talk. If, you know, in Jap Japan, they talk about, you know, ego, kaiwa. They want to have conversations and somehow they're going to learn through their conversations. You will if you hear a lot of native speakers speaking, in my view. I think that the benefit of listening to non-native speakers speak the language is minimal. And that's why I think that classrooms, uh, I mean, if I, as I've said in one of my previous posts, if I had a classroom, I would let the kids read and listen on their iPods rather than having to listen to each other or even to speak to each other because the actual act of speaking itself doesn't bring the language into you. And as I have said before, <clears throat> The, obviously the goal, and Benny likes to suggest that my goal is just to read. Well, no, my goal is to speak. Uh, and I speak. If I say I speak a language, it's because I speak it. I may not speak Portuguese very well. I may not speak Russian very well. But my goal is to speak. And I like to speak it. But I like to speak it a lot more now that I have had my input. And the better off you get, the further along you get in the language, the more you're likely to speak and the more you're likely to enjoy your speaking. Uh, but to the idea that you're going to speak your way to fluency, I don't believe. I think that the speaking, the, what Benny does and, and what others do who like to speak right away, and my wife is that way. She wants to speak right away. She's not going to listen to an iPod. Uh, but what it does is trigger the native speaker then to speak. And so then you are able to listen again because it's the listening that brings it in. And as, as I've said before, when you speak and you stumble and struggle, then it also helps you notice. And that was the third issue was noticing. But there are many things that can help you notice. If you write, you notice that you haven't got the words. If you speak, you notice that you haven't got the words. If you have your writing corrected, you notice where the mistakes are. If you review words in Anki, you, that helps your brain to notice. If you look at texts in uh, link that where the words you have looked up are highlighted in yellow that helps you notice so everything boils down to obviously the attitude to begin with and I agree with Benny we shouldn't be timid but on the other hand we shouldn't force ourselves to speak too early and I as I said in my interview if I were going to go to a country like say Russia uh, you know I want to wait until I'm good and then I go to Russia and I can really enjoy meeting up with people and speaking to them on a variety of subjects and finding out about Russia and finding out about their lives and so forth. To go there and stumble when I have no words for three months, I don't believe. Uh, I don't believe that that's a, good, that's a good approach. At least it's not for me. And I think we have to be very careful in all of this that we don't write off somebody else's approach. Uh, you know, Benny calls my approach inefficient, inhuman, I don't know, whatever. No, it's 
not what he likes to do. Uh, what he does is not something that I would like to do, and I give reasons for it. Uh, but I know there are people who don't have the patience to listen, and initially you have to listen often to the same stuff, and initially you're reading uninteresting stuff because uh, you, you haven't got the ability, you don't have enough words to read anything more interesting. So some people don't want to do that. They want to start talking, and that's fine. The important thing for those people, though, is that they continue to, to want to improve and that they continue to try to notice what's happening in the language. Otherwise, they will develop a sort of defensive level in the language, which enables them to say a few things uh, with a limited vocabulary, and they never push themselves beyond that point. And we have many, many examples of immigrants here and in other countries who achieve that level, and it's then called that, the, you know, that their level is fossilized. I prefer, if people are genuinely motiv to motivated to improve, that they avail themselves, that they spend a lot of that time, that second element time, and they spend it on a lot of listening and reading. Listening, if they don't like the, to some, impersonal nature of uh, listening to exciting interviews on the, on the iPod, which I love to do, but some people don't like to do that, go fine and engage people in conversation. But the main thing you'll be doing is listening and listening, hopefully, to native speakers. So what I wanted to say is kind of to some, and go, f if you're interested, go to the blog. There's 55 comments on this thing. Uh, I say you can't speak your way to fluency. You have to get it in you, and you have to spend a lot of time listening. And if you don't like to read, that's too bad, because reading is also very, very effective, and it is human, because humans write and humans read. So there you have it. Thank you for listening. Bye for now.